0: I
1: think. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Levin. I am a, uh, a mediator and family law attorney in California. Um, and since the rates have uh, really gone up over the last, I don't know, year and a half or two um, in terms of mortgage loan rates, uh, more and more of my clients are trying to figure out, you know, how to assume a loan on a primary home Uh, so that one party can own the house without having to refi the loan. So basically, at the end of the loan assumption process, one person's the owner and only they are on the loan and the other person, their former spouse, is no longer attached to that loan in any way and they keep the loan rate that they had originally. So uh, a, a very different process than refiing a loan, which obviously resets the rates and I am joined today by Tammy who is an expert in this field and helps lots of people uh, understand loan uh, assumptions and I guess Tammy I've talked long enough tell us uh, how does someone know um, or what are the ways for them to know that if they can assume a loan
0: Yeah, thanks, Scott. This is such an important topic, and one that I get literally every time somebody jumps on the phone with me. They might not know that word assumption, but exactly what you said that's releasing one party from liability on the loan itself and um, allowing them to keep the terms. So they asked me, um, Can I assume my mortgage? I cannot tell you whether or not you can assume your mortgage. Here's the thing. Every mortgage servicer, the person that you write your mortgage payment to, that person, that entity, that company is the only one that can tell you if your loan is assumable. You cannot call your loan officer. A lot of times they don't even know. Um, You need to call the servicer. So call them. And then you say, here's the thing. The key is I am going through a divorce. That's the the trigger to sometimes servicers allowing this to happen. So that you say, I'm going through a divorce, is my loan assumable? They're going to say yes, or they're going to say no. And then you're gonna know whether or not how, what the next steps are.
1: You know, it's interesting in my practice though, if they say yes, that doesn't mean that they're, they're saying it it will happen. They're saying it's possible it can happen. It's a possibility. yeah. as a divorce you know mediator when I'm working with both sides to a divorce and helping them arrive at settlement terms, oftentimes one person is who wants to assume a loan uh, you, we have to basically project forward what the the agreement terms are going to be if that happens. Yes but in divorce, at least in California, uh, the loan assumption process really doesn't get started. They don't let you apply until you have a signed settlement agreement. So it's kind of like, you have to have option A if this happens, but then you have to have option B in case it doesn't, because you won't know if it will or won't. Um, which, what are some of the factors that are most important to a, a? Is there a set of factors that are more important to to institutions allowing an assumption?
0: Well, the, it is what's called a qualified assumption. So, if you have two people that are originally qualified for a loan. Um, With their both of their income, both of their assets, both of their credit. And now you're going down to one person they want the lender wants to ensure that that one person can carry that debt. Right, and that they're not taking more risk by eliminating or releasing liability from that other person. So they're going to make that person go through a set of qualifications. So if you have any credit issues, if you're going to be receiving support in any way or capacity, if you are not sure if you you have any contingent liabilities, meaning liabilities that you might be taking on um, or other liabilities since you took out the loan, Um, All that stuff's going to come into play. So having a plan B is absolutely critical in this situation is to not um, just saying, oh, yeah, my loan is assumable. You have to be very comfortable with the fact that you're going to qualify to do that or have a plan B for sure.
1: Is there an option when you do a loan assumption to pull out any equity as part of that process?
0: Absolutely not. And this is really what's really important. There's some statistic out there, I wish I could quote it, but more people have more equity in their homes today than in decades, right? There's more home equity that's available. And that's really the asset. That's the amount of money that people are negotiating. So for quick numbers, let's say you own a home. It's worth a million dollars. I'm saying this because it's here in California, right? So a million dollar yeah. home with a $500,000 home. you
1: what they used to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> million, there isn't anything other than that. A million dollar home, $500,000 loan balance. You're negotiating $500,000, right? That's the asset, the equity in the home. If you're assuming the mortgage, all you're doing is taking on the current debt of the five hundred thousand. You have to negotiate that other five hundred thousand, maybe two fifty and two fifty, whatever that ends up being. However, that's negotiated, you have to take care of it another way through either other assets, you know, some some other okay. version of um, taking care of that. You cannot roll any of it into a new mortgage.
1: Uh, does the person who's coming off the loan in an assumption process have to sign any paperwork?
0: Yes, when they are, um, when you are, when somebody is assuming that current debt, then they're releasing liability of the other person. They're also releasing their ownership interest in the current home. So they're quit claiming off the deed. So they're saying
1: if the deed isn't if the deed still is in both parties names during the assumption process, the institution will prepare that paperwork.
0: They don't really prepare it, but they want it recorded. Yes. Uh, Yeah. They'll have you usually have um, a real estate attorney or or somebody prepare the deed itself. But it does need to be recorded that um, this person is not only releasing liability or uh, releasing liability of the mortgage but releasing their ownership interest in the home as well
1: so we talked about how it happens uh, we talked about uh, you know some of the uh, uh, you know uh, the processes for for doing that I guess my next question is what are some of the pitfalls that might exist in arriving at a, a loan assumption?
0: So I tell people there's a there's three things that they really need to be um, asked questions and be comfortable with. Do I qualify? It would be number one. Is it going to? Am I going to be able to qualify for this assumption? Number two is what are the costs and the fees that come along with this? I've heard upwards of. Um, several points and a point is a 1% of the loan principal balance. So in one person's instance that came back to me, I try to get a lot of information around this. They wanted um, three points to do this and it was going to cost that client $10,000. So it was not, and this is out of pocket. This cannot, you're not getting a new loan. So it's not like these things can be rolled into a new loan, this is a check that they wanted up front.
1: I guess so there's no competition, right? You're either getting an assumption from the current institution or you're not.
0: That's it, yeah. So they have um, you know, their own set of parameters, guidelines, and fees. And then what's the timeline? Because you don't want to put in your settlement that you're going to do this in 60 days, 90 days, if they're waiting six months to do this. And I know some large banks that say it's a six month process. So make sure you don't put that you're going to do this in 90 days if it's going to take six months just to find out.
1: And, you know, that's also a something that if if you're working with, you know, in in divorce with an attorney or mediator, however you're processing it, you have to hire someone that really has genuine expertise and experience because that comes up all the time in my practice where, you know, one person wants off and they're negotiating a buyout and they're really focused on the money, right? And yeah. when they're gonna get it. And you know, and that's the part of the negotiation. But then in terms of you know when they're coming off the loan and when they're coming off title, I often am saying, Hey, I know you want to do it in 30, 60, 90 days, but we can't put anything in this settlement agreement that's enforceable by by the courts that that's going to trigger the end date prior to when I know that it's going to, the assumption is going to happen. If the assumption I know is going to happen after the end date that we're putting in, that's called a bad deal for everybody.
0: 100%. I see it all the time, Scott, and it's really um, tragic. I had somebody that come to me that was trying to do this process and she was receiving support and um, it was a six month waiting period. By the time she'd been told no by the servicer, she, also didn't have the amount of continuance that me as a lender that I need in order to use that as income. So the only other option that was in her settlement was to sell. So it was either yeah. assume it or you have to sell. So she had to sell.
1: And was she, the, was she considered the sole person at that point, the owner or were they both owners?
0: She was um, in their settlement. It was listed that she would assume the loan, by a, by a six month period of yeah. time and that she was the sole owner that she would have to split the proceeds though from um, the yeah. sale.
1: Oh man, well, there's lots it of stuff. It was a bad
0: deal for yeah. her in general.
1: Yeah, well, listen, um, I th- there's a lot that we could go into in greater detail about this loan assumption. Uh, you know, the primary home is often the the biggest, you know, piece of the pie when you're going through divorce. And uh, the reason that we wanted to discuss this today, Tammy and I, is because uh, it, loan assumption is a unique option. Uh, it's something uh, that is available to many people, but it does take a level of uh, planning and guidance and expertise to to kind of think through. And there's no doubt that Tammy has all of those things. So I encourage you to reach out. We're going to put all of uh, our information in the description here. But um, Tammy, any last words?
0: No, I think that being a better, making a better informed decision regarding this is going to be, give people peace of mind as they move forward in their next chapter. Absolutely. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it,
1: Scott. Thank you. See you all soon.
0: See ya.